You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. We're back on America's Web Radio, and uh, I was just getting instructions that I was running a spot a little hot. But, well, things happen. What can I say? Anyway, we've got Sammy Robinson in here, and uh, he's on our camera right now on both cameras. And don't forget that you can pick this up live on Facebook and watch it or on YouTube and watch it. And then after the show, it'll be archived on Facebook. And then uh, shortly thereafter, this afternoon or tomorrow, it will be on our website, and you can download it. So... We have it both ways. Any way you want it, you got it. And uh, what's that playing? Okay. It was terrible, my telephone. Anyway. Okay, with that being said, Sammy, welcome to America's Web Radio. Good morning, and thank thank you you for for having your service. Mm -hmm. Thank you, sir. and so let's get right into it. You were in Nam in what year? Uh, 1967 and through 1968. Okay, and what part of Nam? I was with the First Star Cal. Uh, you know, we traded our horses in for helicopters. Yes, and, sir. Uh, we uh, we <laughs> Hueys. rode well, Hueys. We rode those choppers, and uh, not all of us, but uh, most everybody that was there at one time or the other uh, got to ride those Hueys. Um, but I was there in uh, uh, July of 67 to uh, July of 68, and um, I arrived at uh, Cameron Bay. Stayed there a little while. and uh, few Jodies about Cameron Bay. Sir? A few Jodies about Cameron oh, Bay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I stayed there a while, and then um, we went out to... Uh, what we call the uh, Bong Song, uh, Bong Song Plains. And, uh, of course, from there, the first air cow picked up uh, in January of uh, 1968, and we moved north. Uh, we moved convoy, uh, planes, choppers, to a place called Camp Evans, which is about 40 miles north of Way. And uh, we went through... My convoy went through way, uh, like today, and the next day the Tet Offensive broke loose. So, and, uh, with the first cab, you would have been 11 Bravo? Uh, well, I was in the Signal Corps. Oh, okay. Um, you have all types of units, but I was in the headquarters and headquarters, uh, 13th Signal Battalion. And uh, I uh, 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 was a cook. There, I ran the mess hall. Uh, the only time I ever fed anyone sea rations was um, uh, on our convoy trips. Uh, the other time, I made sure that our troops had uh, hot food because uh, you got to have hot food. And, you do. Uh, you did. You did. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Well, now, when I was in basic and AIT, well, first off, They'll tell you no matter what you're doing in in the Army, the first thing is you're a a soldier, and uh, what your MOS is after that is secondary to the fact that 
you're trained to be a soldier and you are a soldier and that's the first thing you do. But with that being said, uh, our our mess cooks and our you know when I was in the one place they would always they'd always give us I agree hot food, but. I never did quite get used to holding a metal tray and lightning in a thunderstorm and my mashed potatoes were swimming over to see my gravy and um, the best thing out of it was either the orange or the hard-boiled egg that the rain couldn't mess up. Well, uh, that's true, I guess. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, each, um, each unit had their own mess halls, had their own to feed their own troops and uh, that's the way it was with us uh, we uh, uh, we fed our unit and of course if you know you never knew who came in someone hungry they had, there's a place sit down go through the chow line and get you something to eat uh, I always made it a, a point uh, to make sure that uh, our perimeter guards in my location uh, was fed uh, because they got most of the time sea rations. They'd been out in the boonies for 20 days or so. When they came in, then they are they, they took up the uh, perimeter guard positions in those bunkers. And uh, so uh, eight or ten bunkers from my location, I was I always make sure that, uh, that they had hot food because those guys were uh, between me and, uh, and the guy that wanted to hurt me. So uh, we always uh, took care of our troops. And, folks, they were sea rations, uh, going back to World War II, I guess, some of them. Uh, yeah, uh, matter of fact, uh, some of the dates on these, I think, were World War II. They were. And uh, the other, they were not MREs by any means. No, no, uh, no. They were in a can. Yep. And you didn't know what you just reach in there and get them and... Uh, Open them up and the, yeah, the only thing I found good in sea rations was the cinnamon rolls, and uh, well, about stop there. Those crackers weren't particularly good. The meat wasn't particularly good. <laughs> Beans and weenies were the favorites. Yeah. Uh, every, everyone wanted to swap, you know, yeah. someone else. Uh, Beans and weenies, but uh, you know, we made it through, and it was, it was and good. the and the and the uh, can opener. That everybody wore around. Yeah, a P32, I believe it was, is what they call it. I still got mine. Oh, I've still got one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, In fact, in my reserve unit, every now and then, I don't know where the heck they got them. Mm -hmm. I probably don't know, don't want to know where they got them. Right. They would uh, throw out some C's. uh, Anyway, so uh, I think what you were doing. well, who was it? One of the generals, it may have been Patton or something, mm-hmm. that says the army runs on its stomach. Yep, you got and, that right. You know, and you got to have you got to have something in that stomach to. Uh, well, it's not only the stomach, but it's it's in your head as yeah. well. Yeah. And uh, you know, if if uh, one, if you haven't had food, that's bad to begin with. But then, if you have to eat seeds. And it's a it's a morality yep. thing, or not it morality, is. but it's a, a issue of of keeping the troops up and yeah. helping them. You know, um, I'll share one incident with you that has stuck with me uh, since that time. 
and I spoke a few minutes ago about uh, making sure that those um, guys on the perimeter guard was fed. And East Seven mess sergeant came in, and he asked the other guys there. Said, "Why is uh, why is this line not took down? Why are we not cleaning up at this point?" And uh, one of them said, "Well, said uh, Robinson won't let us take it down right now." And he said, "Well." Just where is Robinson? I'll have him court martial. <laughs> I said, I'm standing behind you, sir. And uh, I said, I will not allow this line to be tucked down until every soldier on that perimeter guard is fed. Now, if you want to court martial someone, you come with me and we'll go down to the general's hut. You'll be peeling potatoes in the morning. <laughs> Oh, it made him mad. He left. A few minutes, he came back and apologized. I don't know what his problem was, but uh, we never had an incident like that again. But, uh, you know, it's things like that that you run into that, uh, you know, you got to you just got to stand up for it. And uh, so it never caused me any problem. So. And he was an E-7? He was an E-7. Huh. And, uh, but uh, I think I was an E-4 at that time. But that was, I was in charge of that mess hall, and those troops were going to be fed. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. He just had a twist that day, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the, the general and I was in, uh, we were pretty good uh, pals, if you will. And uh, not that that meant anything, but that ended that little, <laughs> that little incident right there. <laughs> well, you know, um, I guess it could be said, and uh, uh, war makes for strange, and it's not bedfellows, mm-hmm. but uh, for strange acquaintances. And, and uh, you know, like you're saying, uh, men have to be fed. Yes. And uh, uh, it, it keeps their, it keeps them going, it keeps... Uh, uh, you know, and th- and this was the other thing that I learned was um, all mess sergeants bust their hump for holidays, and uh, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. whether it's turkey or I guess the two biggest are probably turkey on Thanksgiving and and Christmas. But um, you know, and the other thing I loved when I was in, and I was always lucky and fortunate to, to be in a company area and, and have a mess hall, but was uh, the roast. And I would always request the burn part of the roast, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. that was good. Well, I like that today, but, uh, you know, I don't know that uh, one day was any different from the others with us. You know, you're in a comeback zone and you, uh, you know, you whatever's comes through that's what you prepare and uh, I don't remember what we had for Christmas or Thanksgiving uh, tell you the truth about it hmm. but uh, okay so who does the cooking at home well my wife does the cooking at home <laughs> every now and then I'll put something together but uh, she uh, she takes care of most of the cooking you know what I, what I loved was walking out of out of uh, the mess hall or finishing up and then there was the two trash cans edible and paper yes and people don't know what edible garbage is but uh, at at Fort Ord where I was stationed 
they sold it to farmers for their pigs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, farmer would drive in, load up his pickup with the edible garbage, mm-hmm. and uh, they'd be off and running. But, um, you know, I... I I, I would venture to say, and you probably know more history about this than I do, but um, throughout our history, the importance of the mess halls and the kitchens and feeding the troops. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's very important. And you spoke just a moment about um, your uh, excess, if you will, uh, going to farmers. What we did was uh, loaded on uh, trucks. I had the uh, uh, misfortunate or fortunate, ever how you want to say it, to escort one of these trucks outside the perimeter at one point. Uh, we took it out to a local dump, if you would. We just go out and dump it. Well, and the people would probably. Oh, they would be waiting on I When I first got there, the the driver told me I rode shotgun with him he says now when we get to this location I want you to jump out and you actually hold these people at bay he said because they will storm this truck and I never seen it and uh, so I did and I had to hold them at bay until we could dump the garbage that was on that truck what they would do was separate it things that were thrown away they would eat it I'd never seen anything like that before, coming from this nation, and it was it was terrible to see these people, no clothes on, barefoot, uh, the kids starving, eating what we threw away, and so you know that w- that happened all the way through that uh, through that war. You know. As we were talking before the show, um, the been there, done that. Uh, we're going to have to stop here for a second and take a break, and uh, we'll be back with Sammy Robinson talking about his time in Vietnam right after a couple of messages from our sponsors. We'll be back right after this. Happy holidays. I'm Patty Levan, owner of Multiline Mortgage Services, Inc. Call us for details about our conventional loans with as little as 3% down or talk to us about our FHA, VA, and USDA loan options. We answer your questions with honesty and integrity because that's how we roll. Multiline Mortgage Services, your way home. Call us at 941-201-9111 or check out our website at multilandmortgage.com. Company founded by Joseph D. Powers, NMLS 158-989, licensed Georgia and Florida. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on America's Web Radio with the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame Hour here on America's Web Radio. And we've got some good news, too, that we're going to be starting a show remembering 
Desert Shield and Desert Storm, and we have a very well-known general that will be doing the show, and this will be starting uh, sometime in January. We think we have a date, but we're not totally sure. So today we've got a class of 2014 inductee, Mr. Sammy Robinson, and I can call him Mr. because we we held the same rank. So it's not like I have to do when a general's in or an admiral's <laughs> in or all the rest. And, and I don't have to do any of that anyway, but uh, I, bet, I bet you'd be the same way if uh, General Dix walked in or I still, and I call him sir, I don't call him General Dix, and uh, that's the way we were taught in the... Oh, that's true. Army. That's true. You called them sir. You Absolutely. didn't call them by rank. That's and, right. Uh, and I still respect their rank, and uh, whether they're retired or, or active duty, I respect. Uh, in fact, I have to respect my son because he's a, a major in the Air Force, and so yep. have to salute him before I give that hug. You know. <laughs> yeah, you got to do that. <laughs> but you know, it's it's changed a lot, and. Uh, I would assume that I remember the books in the mess hall, and and just like you said, they'd, they'd send you the supplies and and the recipes. I think at the same time, this is what you all are to cook, twenty one December or yeah. whatever. And um, I I guess all of that has changed. That it's all computerized now. Well, I don't even think uh, now. I think that it's uh, uh, non-military prepares the food now. Yeah, it's all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's just like what they do with the uh, with the uh, guards, and it's all contract labor. That's right. It's contract out. Yeah. yeah most no, of it is. No peeling potatoes. No peeling potatoes. No. no. You know, <laughs> That's I gone would, by the wayside. I never, I never peeled a potato while I was in. But at the same token, they also had the... Uh, the automatic potato peelers, that round thing that sort of sanded off the potatoes. Yeah, you throw whatever. them in there, and they go around and around like a washing machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, technology was coming to the yeah, kitchen. came a long way. But, uh, yeah, I guess it is all contract labor. And, yeah, I think it all uh, is. Yeah. I, I doubt seriously that People that haven't been there and haven't done that, I doubt they know what we're talking about. But they don't um, have a clue. We uh, we wouldn't be. I'm not sure we could hit a battlefield and call it all ours anymore, or call it all our people anymore, because so much is. It's even uh, even our quote unquote. Uh, Army, in many cases, is uh, contract labor. Well, it is, and uh, it's coming to the point to where the, to everything is push button. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't. The days of uh, uh, World War Two, Korea, and Vietnam; those days are gone. And uh, you know, you 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 see it. Um, you see it now, where a lot of the um, bombing runs are done by. Uh, computer, somebody sitting in California looking at yeah. a TV screen. So the drones. That's drones. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you know, our technology and uh, and yet 
we do still have the finest of militaries in the world. Um, it's just uh, utilization, I guess, or technology and. Uh, well, we do. One of the things that was is very surprising to me. And of course, it's a different era. Uh, back when I was in, um, you didn't call home. Oh no! You didn't have a computer. You didn't have. Uh, you know, the only the only way to do that is by letter, and. Um, uh, my wife wrote me every day, uh, 365 days. But at one point, uh, by me being in the Signal Corps, uh, I got to call home one time for three minutes on a two-way radio. Yeah. But you, you had to make sure that your party was on the other end at a particular time of over. day. <laughs> over. You say whatever you're going to say, over. It clicks in, goes to the other party, and they say the same thing. That three minutes went by pretty quick. It's the only time that we had to do that. Now, you went from that to what you have today, which is you could be talking uh, to someone back home uh, in a battle, if you will. Mm -hmm. It's just completely different. It's amazing. I've thought about that many, many times. My dad was a captain in the Navy, and, uh, you know, his, his correspondence with my mother would take two and three weeks. Sure. Or longer, you know, and I'm sure you had some of the same situation. Same thing. And yeah. um, there's nothing better for morale than the word than the two words mail call. Mail call. You 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 may get uh, uh, you may not receive anything today or tomorrow, but the next day the mail would catch you wherever you've been moved to, and you'll have five, six, seven, eight letters. And what you do is lay them out. And and read them by the post date, so you won't read one ahead of the other. You keep up with what's going on. The news before it happened. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, certainly was. It's uh, and again, you'd share them with your buddies. You, you would. Uh, yeah. You'd read them out loud. Yeah. You'd do this. You'd do that. And and uh, there was always a spot in your heart too for the guy that didn't get any mail. And, and or didn't have family and or whatever the circumstance was. But, and again, you know, I, I am, I'm probably going to get every Democrat in the country down. Well, no, they don't know. They wouldn't listen to my station anyway. But um, I just am, am such a big proponent of anybody that we elect should come with military credentials of some sort. They serve somewhere. You know, and, and we've talked about this on on this show many, many, many times. Back in the 60s, and I had a uh, less than a great attitude, particularly towards the conscientious objector back then, but yet they turned out to be some of the biggest heroes going. They might not have carried a weapon, but they carried the Red Cross bag and attended mm-hmm. to the many of them were yeah. were uh, medical uh, corpsmen and many of them, uh, you know, were medics and you know the the untold number of lives they saved and they were not cowards they were incredible absolutely and, uh, I I guess I if I have the highest respect for for two operations one was the dust off pilot uh, I mean the, 
they had more brawn than brains, I think. But you know, they 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 certainly put their life, you know, uh, behind everybody else's, and they didn't mind going. In. They went in, you know, and took their shots. And yeah, they up. they flew into these hot LZs, and uh, sometimes you would uh, they would get a call to to actually not go in there, but then some of them would. They would go into hot LZ uh, and bring our wounded and dead out. Yep. And uh, a friend of mine uh, uh, flew uh, Hueys the whole time he was there. Matter of fact, his his uh, chopper is in the Smithsonian Institute in in Washington. The one he flew. Wow. Yeah. His name's Tom Johnson out of Carrollton, and he has a book called To the Limit. It is an outstanding book. And it tells the stories that he went through and things that, uh, you know, that uh, he saw the war from the air. And that's where he stayed. That's where he was. And you have many of them, many of them that way. And, Is he uh, uh, in the Hall of Famer? Uh, no. We have, uh, I think, uh, um, uh, entered him into that uh, or, or will be doing it this uh, this year. Oh, that's but, great. Uh, great. We're going to try to do that. He's. Uh, I want to mention, uh, I, are you in... Uh, Rick's book, or no, uh, Bob ba- uh, Babcock's book. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's called Ready to Talk, and uh, it's made up of Vietnam veterans and their yeah. stories. Yeah. And uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. If you uh, if you're still looking for that Christmas present or just any present, uh, just to give someone something, it's uh, Ready to Talk, and it's uh, stories of veterans from uh, Vietnam and Bob Babcock at Deeds Publishing put it together and um, it's great because you know there's no start and finish to it you can pick it up and start in the middle and read or pick it up at the end and read whatever you want to do but it's uh, great great stories and uh, we you know uh, if you forget history it'll repeat itself as they say and uh Vietnam was such a. We'd never been in a situation like Vietnam. Well, we had not, and um, of course, I was brought up to uh, uh, love your country, uh, do what your uh, uh, the authorities said for you to do, that it was right. Uh, most of us came right out of high school. Drafted right into Vietnam, we believed everything that was being told to us. I continued to believe it till some years ago, in which I've done a lot of research and found out that uh, what you see is not necessarily what it was. It was a political war. Uh, it was made to uh, uh, make those that bias the politicians. Uh, richer, particularly huh, a lady named Lady Bird and a president named Lyndon. Absolutely, and, absolutely. Uh, I have friends that were on the docks at uh, Cameron and uh, all of the docks. And uh, any time one of Lady Bird's supply ships came in, somehow that uh, the. Uh, Portmaster would get her ships in front of the line, and mm-hmm. they'd be unloaded and off back to back to the 
pick up more supplies. And, uh, you know, we have crooks, or we've had crooks in the past days, and the Johnsons from my home state were as big a bunch of crooks as you could get, and it's, it's a shame. Well, it is, and and you know, and you 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 lose all these people, uh, and today no one can tell me why we lost them all. And then at the end, we ran like scared rabbits. We kicked the people off the skids of our helicopters that were trying that we had worked with us for fifteen years or better, throw them away, and left them, and then forward. And the Congress and the legislature pulled the plug on the money. And the North Vietnamese came across the border and annihilated them, slaughtered them. There was no ammo, had planes on the runways with no fuel. We ran and left them, left them. Uh, We won every battle we fought. Uh, But because of politics, we have a lot of people lost their lives and very few people on the streets today can even name who any of those were unless it's their relatives uh, or their neighbors and they're all being forgotten we're not going to let them be forgotten Uh, we're going to have to take a break here we'll be back with Sammy Robinson right after this Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Web Radio and the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame Hour, exclusively on America's Web Radio. Merry Christmas. I'm Patty LeVan, owner of Multiline Mortgage Services, Inc. We've partnered with nationally known wholesale lenders throughout the country that offer a wide variety of home loan programs. We can find the right home loan that will suit your financial needs. Multiline Mortgage Services, your way home. Call us at 941-201-9111 or check out our website at multilinemortgage.com. Company founded by Joseph D. Powers, NMLS 158-989, licensed in Georgia and Florida. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. 
Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. Okay, we're back on America's Web Radio, and we've got Sammy Robinson in the air, and we want to thank Sammy for coming in, and he's in our studio. You can see him on our audio if you go to uh, Facebook or if you go to YouTube. And if you go to YouTube or Facebook, if you go to YouTube, I hope you'll subscribe to America's Web Radio channel. And if you go to Facebook, I hope that you will follow us on Facebook. And for all the vets, tell them about us. And uh, we also support Red Shirt Fridays, which is in honor of our veterans, in honor of our military, and our first responders. Um, And if you're in the airport and you see someone wearing a veteran's cap or they're wearing a uniform, or in fact, today you can wear your uniform. Yesterday you couldn't wear your uniform in, in airports but or Vietnam veterans couldn't and um, if you see somebody in uniform or uh, you can tell they're a veteran buy them a drink buy them a meal and no matter how good it makes that person feel it'll make you feel that much better Uh, I, I just make it a habit to do that or I'll buy you know cops look at me sort of crazy in the airport which I guess they have every right to, but I'll go up to a cop and say, can I get you anything? Just to say thank you for your service. And, um, you know, uh, can I get you a cup of coffee while you're standing here? Uh, But they appreciate it. Everybody appreciates being recognized for what they're doing and what they've done. And it's not like it's making something out of nothing it's just saying thank you and uh, I don't know of a soul that doesn't appreciate a thank you every now and then so if you're in the airport you see my son walking through buy him a meal I can't afford it so you buy him a meal no I'm teasing but um, I'm very proud of my son that's in the Air Force and uh, he's he's in a part of the Air Force that uh, I really don't know what he's doing. Like he said, if I told you that, I'd have to kill you, and it's one of those things. But uh, knowing where he is and knowing what he, the, the his MOS, I have no doubt that he's been involved in some of the uh, major in the Air Force, that he's been involved in some of, the, some of the things that have happened even in the past six months to a year. And... Uh, we never know. But then again, the public couldn't handle it if you know. Well, that's true. But, uh, you know, I always say that uh, uh, that soldier is the only thing standing standing between you and those that want to destroy you. 
Yep. They're the only defense that you have. And uh, if you really want to see me go bonkers, is um, let somebody take a knee or let somebody do something or let somebody say or do something against my flag. And, um, yep, I'll go pretty crazy and uh, inform them, you know, they couldn't do it if it wasn't for our soldiers that have kept them free. And freedom isn't free. You know, um, I'm like you. I get upset with this. And, and you hear these, especially on the sports and sportscasters, talk about uh, this guy playing football, baseball, or whatever it is, a hero. They're, they're not heroes. They get paid to do what they're doing and get paid well. Oh, yeah. Our troops are the ones with the heroes. Our police officers are the ones with the heroes. Uh, they get paid minimum wage. And, uh, no, I... I, I don't watch football much anymore because of the way that uh, uh, they've done our flag and the way they treat our country. Well, I personally, again, think that anyone that doesn't appreciate our country or pulls something like, just like you said, if I was the boss, and I'm not, <laughs> and that, that's why I'm not the boss, I'd jerk them up, throw them in a, the Marines are in a platoon that had the biggest and meanest DI that you could find and let them find out what it's like. And I'd learn them to low crawl. I uh, I believe every person in this country should spend two years in the military. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're men or women. And if you can't spend two years in the military, you'll spend two years doing some community service or helping someone. You need to know what this is all about. This is not a free ride. There's too many people giving their lives so that you can uh, ramp up and down the street and think that you can do just about anything you want to. And in today's society, it's almost got that way. Yep. And if we don't get a hold of this country, uh, you're not going to have one very long. Uh I can't see it standing, uh, and, and uh, fortunately uh, that we have a president right now uh, that cares about this nation. Uh, he doesn't care about the politics. He cares about um, this country. He cares about our troops. And uh, until he came in, uh, they were scrounging uh, parts uh, off of our air bases to keep our planes going. It is unreal. My son, when he was in, had to go down to the Ace Hardware and buy parts to keep artillery people pieces uh, ready uh, for for combat. We got problems. Oh, I, and, uh, I went, uh, or my wife and I visited our son in uh, Hawaii, and uh, at his air at the air base, and there was plane after plane after plane sitting on the tarmac being cannibalized yep. just enough to keep enough that they could train much less going to war or anything else if they needed them but this was just enough cannibalized and this was under the Obama administration well there's one and, of, uh, one of the, the problems we have is that, that we run all over the world and fight everyone's battle 
we protect everybody's borders uh, except ours, and we have to have the Mexican government on our uh, southern border with the Marines to protect our own borders. We don't even take care of our own borders, but we wire our equipment out by running all over the world protecting other people. This is yeah. insane. I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, if, um, well, it's got to stop. And I, I'm still waiting for the Kuwaitis to pay us back. Yeah. We'll be know. waiting a long time with that, won't we? Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, it. it you know, if I, if, if, if I'm mad, I love my country. I don't care too much for my government right now. Uh, if what had happened in other countries that has happened in this one in the last uh, since uh, Trump has been president, which is an attempt, attempted coup, attempted to overthrow our government, we would be in that nation defending the other side, if you will. Uh, but yet uh, we've had a coup in this country, and half of the people uh, here uh, supports it. And, and we've got some problems. We've got bad problems. And uh, I'm afraid that one day that it will occur. Well, as we talked out in the lobby, uh, we've got a ticking time bomb in uh, Virginia. and uh, Yes. Uh, that's that's going to dictate how a lot of states go. And, uh, you know, the <laughs> it's incredible the... Virginia is split in every direction you can be split in at the moment, with the cities declaring themselves sanctuary cities for arms, and uh, the governor saying he's going to confiscate all the arms. He's going to call out the Virginia Guard, and you know he's more likely to uh, get struck by lightning than he is to be. He he may call him out, but it'll be very short lived. And and again, it's history repeating itself. Sure. And people not reading and knowing what happened the last time, other than for disasters, the guard or, or the guard being called out by a governor, and uh, you know, <laughs> I'm afraid when that happens, and, I, and I'm afraid that it will in in states like Virginia, when you start calling out the national guard or militia, I'm afraid that that's going to be the spark that starts a revolution in this nation. And I think it's right around the corner if we cannot get a get a handle on this. Because where there's two or three that says what I've just said uh, publicly, there's hundreds of thousands out there that believe the same thing. Oh, yeah. We'll be back right after this with Sammy Robinson, a Vietnam veteran and Hall of Fame Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame inductee and class of 2014 so we'll be right back stay tuned good morning my name is mike mizell i'm a retired army colonel and president of the Johns Creek Veterans Association. We meet in Newtown Park, and part of one of our projects is the installation of the Healing Wall, the half-scale model of the Vietnam Wall that traveled the United States. Well, it's coming to rest, and it's going to live in Johns Creek forever, the half-scale model. We're looking at a possibly a March 
implementation ribbon cutting ceremony and we're looking for donors and sponsors that want to help us in this great project you can donate at jcvets.org This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on America's Web Radio and the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame Hour. And uh, as Sammy and I were talking, um, I do this because of my love for veterans. We... We do a show, Sammy, I don't know if uh, uh, how deep you all went into our website, but we do a show called Safe Senior Hour, which is dedicated, in my head, it's not really dedicated, but it, in my head it is, was uh, for my mother, uh, dedicated to my mother. That's and great. that uh, In her last days, she was in, went from assisted living to... Uh, you know, to the point that she was uh, the last few days was in a hospice, and uh, families don't know what. Well, there was no place when my mother was in this. That where do you go? I went. I, I invited people outside, and uh, uh, for the way they were treating sure. my mother, and uh, now you can report it, and it's a it can be a felony or whatever, but. Um, you know, so I started, we started that show here. We do a lot of advocacy shows, and that's, uh, we feel like if we can get the word out for anything, it's just like um, starting the, the new show, uh, remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm, because people are already forgetting about it, and we can't let them forget. No, they're, al- they're already forgetting. Uh. But you got to get what you're doing. You've got to keep this going. I really, I got into your website. I really, uh, I really like what you're doing. Thank and, you. And um, this is something, you know, people like me and maybe you and others on the street. We don't have an outlet, if you will. Um, you'll never see any folks like us on Fox News or CNN or the rest of them. Of course, I wouldn't get on. I wouldn't go on CNN. But you wouldn't. You don't see anyone asking us our opinion. It's all controlled with the networks. And it's great to see someone like you and this uh, radio station here uh, allowing people like me and others to come and sit down and discuss things and voice our opinion on uh, political issues and other things that's not popular with the in uh Inclined folks, if you will. So I just I, I really appreciate it, and uh, I'm in the ball game with you. Well, we we appreciate you, and and uh, 
Like I've said many, many, many times that, yes, I served. I served during the Vietnam era, but I did not go to Vietnam. I'm not like the Connecticut politician that, you know, bought his medals or whatever he did and said, you know, no, I did not go. I have many, many friends that did go, and um, my closest, one of my closest friends, uh, we were roommates in college, and... um, He's a little bit older than I am, so he took out a couple of years out of college and went to Nam, then came back and we were roommates. And uh, right now he's suffering from the effects of Agent Orange. And by the way, I, I want to—I just found out about this uh, a couple of days ago. But but uh, Congress did, and and President Trump signed it—the Blue Water Bill. Yeah. Are you familiar? I am a little bit, yes. And basically what it was was that, and and I salute and applaud all the different veteran associations, groups, whatever, whatever you want to call them, I salute them. And they got a bill passed because, and this is a good, good friend in high school, was on uh, Rivercraft. Naval, well, I think it was Coast Guard actually, uh, but Navy craft that guarded the Vietnam coast, and they ran up and down the rivers and up and down wherever, and uh, was sh- they were shot at. Uh, his name was Jimmy D. Lynn, and uh, Jimmy told me about Thai instances of being shot at and everything else. But you know, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, Sammy, but a, a boat won't work on land. Are you aware of that? Boat won't work on land. Right. You can't maneuver it on the ground, yeah. hard yeah. ground. Yeah. But that so, was that was one of the issues that they wouldn't let you apply for Agent Orange and other disabilities because of that. Exactly. I've been an advocate for 25 years for the veterans, ever since my son was uh, disabled. And I've, I've seen about all of this garbage that the VA and the government wants to put out about Agent Orange. Boots on the ground was the first, first. well, you've got to have boots on the ground. Um, uh, well, if you're in your, the Navy, you're not boots uh, no, on the ground. No, but you come in contact with that same uh, material. How did you think that it got from the United States to Vietnam? Uh, it didn't carry itself. And I've been in situations with people that um, uh, was uh, diagnosed with Agent Orange that never was in Vietnam. But they were loading the Agent Orange on huge planes from uh, the United States that flew there and got it all over them. And so those are the things that that you have to fight for, see. And the government does not support you in this. And uh, I'm glad to see that. Uh, uh, You know, if I might add, too, I happen to have the opportunity to, to be with an organization called uh, 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 Veterans uh, for America, um, which uh, Pete Headset was the president of at that yeah. time. Uh, on Fox. Uh, yes, sir. I formed, uh, or he formed with us in Tallapoosa, uh, a group, and then it, it went nationwide, that we uh, went to Washington. It's called Concerned Veterans for America. Uh, we went to Washington on four or five different occasions, and got the congressman to sign the uh, VA Accountability Act. And when President Trump took office, he signed the uh, 
VA Accountability Act. Now, what is that? Well, up until that point, you couldn't fire anybody in the VA. They could do whatever they wanted to to you. And I've seen people uh, mistreated at the VA and stood up for them. But when this was signed, now you can fire people at the VA, which a, a, a great number of people have been fired for not doing their job. These are just things out here that, that, that you have to fight for. And uh, and then you got to have somebody on the other Damn end. Damn it, you shouldn't have you to shouldn't. fight for You them. shouldn't. And that's what we've always argued. Why? you got people going to war. They get their heads turned around seven different ways from Sunday. Their legs blowed off. Their arms blowed off. They're sent back home. And you have to have other organizations to help them uh, make it through life. Sure, you go to the VA, and, and they'll send you a little old check every uh, month. But when you come back in such a uh, uh, situation that you cannot uh, take care of yourself, this federal government should take care of you the rest of your life, period. I'm talking about home, car, whatever, that you could have bought and paid for if you had to given your limbs for the ignorant, stupid wars that these politicians uh, put us in. And we have some people in Congress that pretended they went to Vietnam and never even saw Vietnam. That type of people should be uh, put in jail. Unfortunately, it goes back a long ways, too, to a guy named Max Cleland yeah. that blew himself up. He was... Um, he was a captain in my unit at the day that happened. Jumping off in one of his hand grenades that he had on his strapped on incorrectly fell yeah. off. And There's just so much of this, too. Uh, it, it just gets in the bed with you. And uh, uh, I bet you think I'm a rabid nut. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I, no. I, you know, it's just... No, it, it's um, you know I I know the, the a lot of people thinks the VA is um is fantastic and a good organization, but far as I'm concerned, you could close it down, and send everybody to private doctors. I've dealt with this for so long and saw how, uh, you know I mean why should you politicians be able to go to a doctor this afternoon, and get any treatment they want when a veteran who has lost his limbs and, and, and has to be put on waiting list and it's not as long as it used to be but you know I just uh, I'm sorry I'm just uh, no you're great you're not sorry I'm, I'm, you're I'm for the veteran uh, with your politicians and you're a hero twice one is for going to NAM and the second time is for supporting the veterans and what you're doing and you asked a minute ago what you could the biggest thing is you send me people that need help, organizations, or want to get their word out, I'll give them the time, you know. I'll, it may not be prime time, but I'll give them the time, and then we'll archive it, and right. it'll be played over and over again until sure. ad infinitum. Sure. Well, I'm uh, just, uh, I'm just particular death, I'm fortunate that... Uh, uh, I had the opportunity to come here and meet you and, and see what you do here and well, what your organization stands for. You can blame Rick White. Rick White, that, I'll that do that. He's, he's a friend of mine. <laughs> you yeah. can just blame he him. He called me the other day and said, Sam said, I want you to do me a favor. So when people do that, and I do it too. And I said, hey, I need a favor, you know. And uh, I said, well, whatever you need, if I can do it. So uh, that's how we got put together. Well, Rick is just has just been absolutely incredible the folks like yourself that have been on and we do a 
uh, after-duty report, yep. you might say. And I'll get with Rick, and he'll say, well, did did uh, Sammy throw anything at you as he was leaving or whatever? <laughs> no, we got along pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, and the, the, the guests that he that he sent, the inductees, have all just been wonderful. Mm-hmm. They only make me feel bad because mm-hmm. I... I I didn't. I don't ever feel like I did my part. On and uh, let me throw. Let me throw. Let me throw this at you. As I told someone the other day, all of us could not be in Vietnam. All of us could not be in Thailand loading those planes that flew missions to Hanoi. Uh, Thailand was pretty dangerous too at times. But all of us couldn't be there. We had to have people like you and others. And the last account I had, um, uh, it took eight of you guys to keep one of us there. We couldn't manufacture the bullets and manufacture the weapons and the trucks and everything else and then use them there. It had to be done somewhere else, and you guys had to do that. So if you was um, uh, in in service from 1959 to 1975, you're a Vietnam veteran, and uh, you always will be. I've, I've... uh, told people that for many, many years, but uh, recently there was a uh, um, resolution uh, put forth and passed that you are considered a Vietnam veteran. Well, do you know? Unless I'm very mistaken, but I, I, I don't think so. All I could find uh, after you told me that was uh, the blue water thing. Yeah, well, uh, that came out, but let me. Uh, uh, I'll do some research and, and, and get it to you because yeah. I receive information I, on that some time ago. Not for myself. I, I've been I've been very very blessed over the years, uh, but I'd like to get the word out if for the yeah. for the reservists that did serve during that yeah. period that feel like uh, I think the only only thing we had is that you you can get some mortgages. And and then uh, the only other thing is that there used to be a deal that you could get hearing aids, but I don't I don't even think you can do that. You anymore. can, you uh, can. I've helped a lot of them get them. Okay. And uh, so, you know, there's a lot of uh, things out there that a lot of people think you, you can't do, but uh, uh, but I'll get you that information on that. But I'm pretty sure I'm right. Okay. We're going to have to end it there. I want to thank Sammy Robinson for coming in and his lovely wife, Brenda, for coming with him. And uh, I bet we're going to see you again here at America's Web Radio. I will will be glad to come back anytime and thank you for the opportunity of being here this morning. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.